Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Philippe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Doug Heward Mills and currently pastors the Ayodiasi branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Doug Heward Mills ministry office and travels extensively holding pastors' conferences, taking the books of Bishop Doug Heward Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give you direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Philippe Bruce. Time for testimonies, amen. Fantastic. I want you to put your hands together and let's welcome Rhoda to bring us her testimony. Please, my name is Rhoda Kafui. <laughs> I'm in the Kwaba Center and I'm from the Charisma Center. Please, my testimony is about how my sister was healed through the prayers of Bishop Dag and our mommy. Tell us about it. So, um, around the Good Friday, before the Good Friday service, my mom called me to tell me my sister was not well and she also called me. They said when she was awake, she passed out. So I was asking her what was wrong with her. And she said when she went to the hospital, they said her blood level was down. And she, she's, she's pregnant, so she has a baby. And fibroid was growing by the baby, so a whole lot of things. And <laughs> so the Good Friday service was approaching. And we had ours in Kumasi here. So before the Good Friday service, I told her she'll be fine. She shouldn't worry. I'll send her prayers. So <laughs> after, <laughs> after during the Good Friday service, I bought a drink and I sent it. So when Bishop was praying, he prayed over our drinks. So after the service, I sent when the prayers came out, I sent it to her that she should be listening to it every day. So she was listening to it, but I couldn't send a drink because I was still in school. But when I had the opportunity to go home, I gave it to my mom that she should give it to her when she comes to visit. So I told my mom that she should make sure nobody drinks it because it's one of these cocktail drinks and somebody can easily drink it. So she kept it for her. When she came home to visit with her husband, my mom said she gave it to her and she drank it with her husband. So later they went to the hospital for checkup. When they went to the hospital, the doctor said there was no fibroid in her stomach going by the baby. I don't think you're appreciating God's miracle here. Amen. So, Rhoda, what do you have to say to the church? What will you tell somebody who's just sitting up? I want to encourage up? everybody to believe in the prayer so much. And also, I want to encourage everybody to be in a ministry. Because I remember that when we were home during the vacation, one day, Pastor Kofi tested me. He was like, Rhoda, you are not active on the page. What's going on? And I said my sister was not well. Those times, it was very serious. She was detained at the hospital. So she, he told me to test mommy and tell mommy about When I tested mommy, mommy said a prayer. And apparently that day, she had a CS. But everything was just fine. She survived it. Then my mom had trouble, so I was the one taking care of her. And the maternity, people's children were dying. People were dying, so I was really scared. But she survived it. And her baby was the youngest at the Nipu. But the baby was stronger than all the other babies because of the prophecy and the prayers. I really want to encourage everybody 
to take their prayers very seriously and be in a ministry so that you can be known, so that something is going on. Oh, know that yes, there's something going on with you. Thank God. you. God bless you. Amen. The prayers of our pastors can turn an ordinary drink into a healing potion. Amen. And that's why we are blessed to be in a powerful church. Please put your hands together and let's welcome Kofi Obrepong to bring us his testimony. Hallelujah. My name is Kofi Obrenpong from Temaba Center, formerly of Women Women Center. We wave, we wave. I want to say a very big thank you to God for engrafting me into the all-important list of Basenta leaders. You know, you know, Kofi is a social science student, you know, and this is where we shine because our English is clearer and better than many of the signs but we're not going there could we continue bless us bless us i joined um first love church in second year when i joined i was um i was a worship barrister and i met my shepherd um, uh, um shepherd kofi at the time who shepherded me so well and then i became stable in the church so I was there one day and then he called me that um, he wants me, he's starting a branch so he wants me to come and assist him so I said no problem because I liked him very much <laughs> he, had, he had shepherded me so well to become stable so when he told me that we are moving again I said no problem I'll be there so I was assisting, assisting I didn't know where it was going to lead to but I also remember that um, as I sat in church, coming for meetings, coming for meetings with Mother, um, the Episcopal sister Joy Bruce, she always used to teach us that when we leave here, many of us who go go and backslide. Yeah. So as we as we leave here, we should still keep up the faith and then go and then shine wherever we go. And I'd also seen and heard myself of people who go or live here and then go and then become nothing or normal members or I don't know, but they backslide eventually. So um, I met with, when I was about leaving, I, went, I met with um, Pastor Kofi and then he used to teach me and then encourage me that as I'm going, I should go and do something for God. And then to the glory of God, um, as I went to Tema, I'm now a Basanta leader. I don't go to church alone. I I put people in the sprinter bus and take them to church. <laughs> and I really want to say a very big thank you to God for, for, for not leaving me here and for changing me and making me become a better and a stronger Christian. I want to say a very big thank you to God. Very big thank you to our mother, the lady Episcopal Sister Joy Bruce. And my pastor who has shepherded me all this four years. Yeah. I want to say a very big thank you. And last but not the least to my beloved who has been a great source of encouragement and support. I want to say thank you. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. As you welcome Pastor Sean. Pastor. 
powerful testimonies this morning. Amen. I see you bringing your sprinter bus to church too. In Jesus' name. But it's time for the word of God. This is the point in which you are going to get a phone call from God this morning. A word directly from the Lord to you. And I have the pleasure of introducing, in my opinion, the best preacher for us. Our mother and our pastor. Our prophet, stand to your feet and help me welcome Sister Joy Bruce. Okay, put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you. I can't hear your clapping. You don't sound like a first love church to me. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for bringing us here this morning, this afternoon. I pray that as your word comes, you will speak to us. Let us be changed because of what you say to us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Powerful. Oh, take your seat. Wow. I'm just looking around. Okay, all right. I'm just looking to see if you are there. Are you there? Are you there? This side too, are you there? Powerful. Well, it's a blessing to be here this Sunday. And we're going to be in church like this for a few weeks. Is that okay? Oh, is that okay? Tell your neighbor that it's called suffer to gain. Uh -huh, it's called suffer to gain. Is that okay? Did you take a look at the extension before you came? You can see why we can't sit there for a few weeks. Pair, push your neighbor and say for a few weeks. Uh huh. So don't use this as an excuse not to come to church. <coughs> push your neighbor and say, "Mommy is talking to you." Yeah, yeah. I'm talking to especially you. Some of you, you do it as though your house is a, is a, is a, is a, is a, a, a palace. <laughs> Push your neighbor and say, look, I know your house. It's not a palace. It's a normal place. So you will survive here too. Oh, small. Can some of you are funding yourself. Don't worry, I was funding myself too. So it works. Eh, fund yourself. And we are here. Amen. Powerful. All right. Powerful. Okay. Well, we've been talking about spiritual dangers, isn't it? And I hope that you have been, you have rid, gotten rid of some things. Just ask your neighbor. Tell your neighbor that me, I'm, I'm sort, sorting myself out. Hallelujah. And we're going to be moving off this topic, but allow us to talk about the last thing. And we're going to be talking about duality today. Mm. Duality, duality. Two in one. Some people who are sitting here, what we see, that's not all of you. It's half of you. It's part of you, pet. When you are in church, you are one kind of person. And when you get home, you are another kind of person. Some of you are even three or four. Hey, church is one. Home is another. School is another. Your room is another. Hey, ask your neighbor, what kind of person are you in your room? Wow. I want us to read some scripture. 
and we're going to be jumping a little bit between three, four, five chapters of the book of Judges, where we have a perfect example of somebody who was two in one. Wow. Two in one. What a person. If your neighbor is a social school student or an English student, you can ask them the meaning of the word duality. Ask the meaning of the word duality. All right. Let's start with the scripture. Matthew chapter 23 and verse 28. Even you. Oh, we are outside, mom, but we are still in church. Please push your neighbor and say, the church is where the body of Christ is. So even though it's outside, it's a church. Uh-huh. I noticed that some people think that we are Shein Jama at the stadium. <laughs> Matthew 23 and verse 28 says, Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. This was Jesus Christ speaking to um, the Pharisees. He didn't really have any problem with sinners. All he wanted was that if you don't do right, just change, just convert. The people he had problems with were those who were like a this, like a that. Push your neighbor and say like a this, like a that. Uh-huh. He said they were full of hypocrisy and iniquity. And we're going to be looking at some scriptures. So let's go to Judges chapter 13 where we meet a man called Samson. There was a testimony about him. His mother had an encounter with an angel. And says in verse 7, the mother was now telling the father what happened. That an angel came and he said unto me, verse 7, Behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and now drink no wine nor strong drink, neither eat any unclean thing, for this child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Amen. So this man was born to be special and as he was coming there was a plan for him there's a plan for you even as you are sitting there you may or may not know it amen but he was so clearly set apart to the lord that he even was told don't cut don't cut your hair i know some young men who have problems cutting their hair i didn't mention your name i didn't mention your name mom and dad you're welcome and you're welcome joining us on our outside service Amen. Hallelujah. So he wasn't cutting his hair, not for fashion, but in those days when it was marking you out that you are a special person who God had called. And yet, push your neighbor and say, and yet. So on the one hand, the man was for God. And he did a lot of powerful things. On the other hand, he had a lot of other issues. So the first type of this and that, two people, Separate unto God, but unequally yoked. Separate unto God, but unequally yoked. He was separated unto God. He showed that he was a Nazarite. God moved through him. He did a lot of things, including carrying a gate plus all the posts. Can you imagine that to this gate? And you just pick the whole gate plus the posts beside it. And you carry it away. Chester, the Spirit has come upon you. Yeah, he was able to deliver himself and he was, he, was, he was obviously somebody that God used. And yet, he had a fascination for, should I say unbelievers? Yeah, not just unbelieving women, grandpa, prostitutes. Yeah. The first conflict that we see him having with his parents was when he got up and said, I want a certain lady. And the father said, oh, 
This person that you are looking for, you see, the whole tribe, they are idol worshippers. So don't go there. He said, that is what I want. That is what I want. And some of you who are listening to me today, that's how you are. You are here when we, you know, first love, we are in love with Jesus. We make a lot of noise. Small no, we are shouting. Small no, we are excited. Small no, we are happy. You shout more than all the people sitting near you. And yet, and yet, uh, please, as usual, when the preaching is choking you, just look straight, okay? Uh-huh, just look straight. Yeah. Don't get angry. Just look straight and decide that you are going to change. Yeah. So this man was like that, separate, but he had gone to look for a wife among the unbelievers. And some of you are like that. When it is time to get married, you don't look for somebody who believes as you do. Sometimes you say that, oh, I've waited and waited and nobody has come, so I'll do this thing. But it is not worth it. And God doesn't like it. And God is not happy about it. Are you here? So that's the first type of dual person. Separate but unequally yoked. So you are a Christian, but you join yourself to things that are not seemly. If we were to look for you on a Friday night. Yeah. Some of you, your closest friends, don't, they, are, they are far from God and far from everything godly. And if your best friends are like that, you are in trouble. Yes, I came to tell you this Sunday that you are in trouble. It's only a matter of time before you slide that way. Yeah. The second type. You know, actually, these are just descriptions of the detail of the same kind of person. Yeah. The second one, spiritual but carnal. Let's read the scripture. Romans chapter 8 and verse 7. The carnal mind is enmity against God. Can you see it? We, we don't have our screens today, so if you didn't bring your Bible, you're just in bad business. <laughs> the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law, neither indeed can it be. So here again was this man, spiritual, but carnal. And some of us will come. We like the things of God, especially prayer meetings. You like to go to places where, Charlie, things are happening. And I mean, the presence of God is moving and you're moving. But on the other side, your flesh is raining. I don't want to use the traditional examples always. Because usually, the example is that you are chasing, you are drinking, you are, you are what? Just going. But there are other examples the type of person who you get angry and in your anger you will not be pacified. You are inside. Yeah. Because anger is also a carnal manifestation. Are you there? And usually when you are angry, you are hoping that nobody will come and talk to you so that you don't have to change it. (laughs) Some of you, when you enter into your fits of melancholia, you don't want to come out. Yeah. You are happy that you are bored. And you have planned to stay in the bottom. That bottom, no, it's a canality that has taken you there. Yeah. Eh, me, I don't talk to any of my roommates. Because it's canality that's doing you. Yeah. Your flesh is raining. One of the things about the flesh is that it's not stable. Up and down, up and down. Today you are severely happy. Tomorrow you are bored. Up and down, up and down. And some of us are like that. They're like, hey, yo, you up down, up down. We don't, your friends don't know where they have you. Hey. Mm, that's why I don't talk your matter directly. I have to come and stand at the pulpit. Then I'm just saying it generally because shall if I say it to you, hey, hey, we will not recover now. Yeah, it's true. Amy, I'm leaving the church because they were using me as an example. Uh, excuse me, wait. I'm using you as an example. Number one, did I call your name? <laughs> 
Number two, whose example should I use? You, you just, you just tell me. <laughs> in so far as your name was not called, just keep looking straight. I told you, nobody will know that it's you. But then your carnality will manifest, and I've seen it before. I've seen it before. Your whole face has changed, and the face stays like that. Please tell your neighbor to when you look straighten your face, straighten your face. I know it's fancy; it's not a fancy chair, but straighten your face. Ah, why? Oh, some of you, you come, then you just come and sit down there. It's carnality that's doing you. Your flesh is reigning, and your flesh is speaking. But in Samson's case, his carnality was to go after women. Yeah, and there are men like that in church. They haven't gone away there in church. Unfortunately, I'm sad to say in this generation, there are also women like that. It's true. It's true. And then you wake up and say, oh, dear, it's not like that. Girls are some way. I don't like girls. And that's why the only boys are my friends. You are some way. Hey. Hey. I'm talking to some people here. I'm talking to them. I'm talking to them. Yeah. You know that when you are doing your carnal things, the guys will just mellow for you. They'll just be cool. But when you bring it to the ladies, they'll face you back. That's why you wake up and say that, oh, I, I, I don't like ladies as my friends. You know, men, when you are sulking, they won't sulk. They'll just be there flowing. When you are misbehaving, they won't misbehave. They'll just be there flowing. But when you bring that thing to your female friends, when you do, they do. <laughs> when you say, they say. Ah, ladies, am I speaking the truth or not? Are we not always seeing the body language? Yeah. She does, and then you also, yeah. uh, you also do. Uh -huh. But the guys won't do that. So that's why you are saying that, oh, the ladies there, I don't like the girls. I like, no, 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 it's your carnality that's speaking. Wow. Hey. <laughs> I'm going to give you just three or four points today because we've also moved the service a little. I don't believe you. I don't believe you at all. <laughs> I don't believe you at all. But let's go to number three. Mighty and yet weak. Mighty and yet weak. I am recalled, or I recall so many, yeah, professor, your, 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 your um, what do you call it? Career. It's moving on. Professor. Or as a child said, professor. Yeah, professor. PhD holder in this environment in your might as you are walking oh you are very mighty but then you come chasing small girls I, I think you should consider yourself a little too mighty for that if somebody were to address you in a certain way you say what do you mean you don't respect yeah but as you have come down to chase a little girl you have dropped hey you day or you know day. And it was so with Samson. That guy was really strong. At a point in his story, you're going to have to read to get the story of Samson. Judges 13, 14, 15, and 16 to get his full story. Are you here? Next week, I suggest that we start the service a little earlier. So that the preaching comes before the heat begins to get us like this. Is that okay? Because we'll be here again next week. Tell your neighbor we'll be here again. Uh-huh. We'll be here again. But the man at a point... He just took the jawbone of a dead donkey and he used it to kill thousands of people in war. He just slaughtered them. Mighty guy. Mighty guy. But when he finished, the Bible says he went to the house of a harlot. Mighty and yet weak. He should have been strong enough to say, 
I won't go that way. That's not the healthy way to go. Wow. Some of us are mighty. You know how to pray and cause things to happen. But you can't resist a port that is passing. Mighty. Mighty and yet weak. You say, oh, pastor, but it came to my phone. It came to your phone and so what? Is it everything on your phone you have to read? Yeah. What's it doing on your phone? Hey. Hmm. Push your neighbor and say, it's you they are talking about. Yeah. You know? Okay, okay, okay. You see, one of the dangerous things about this is that when you are weak and people who are in charge of you know that you're weak, you get help. You get help, you get counsel, you get prayer, you get support, you get so many. But when you do as though you are mighty, I mean, we have to leave you on your own because we need to take care of the weaker brethren. Are you seeing it? And then you end up in trouble. So it would have been better if you had just said that, look, I'm not so strong in this area. I'm not so strong. That's why I'm always using as an example a young man who sent me a text and said, Mommy, I'm going off WhatsApp. Because as I'm looking at it, when I buy data, data and pornography is the same. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a great guy. Admitting, number one, that he has a weakness, and number two, doing something about it. But you, you have done like I'm not talking about you. Push your neighbor and say, it's you they are talking about, or it's you, it's you, it's you. You can see you can see what weakens you and what makes you, you know, and yet you keep going there. Young lady, you shouldn't have gone to that room again. As you see your weakness, but then you are weak, but you won't say. Hey. You did or you know they? Yeah, so when you see that you have a weakness in this area or that area, it's better to confess it. It's better to say it. Amen. Some of you get phone calls from the pastors in this church and they tell you that I am your pastor. I have been assigned to you. There's a reason for it. Amen? There's a reason for it. So that at least you know one pastor. You get, allow that person to get closer to you. That's the person who will help you in your time of weakness. Hey. But some of you, when they call you to say we are coming, you say, oh, I'm not there. I won't be there. I was never there. Can't, won't, shan't, shall not. It's not. Hey. When you do, can we force and say that we are your pastor? We can't force. We cannot force. Are you there or you have traveled? They'll say, oh, come, let us take you out to this place. Let's go and sit together. You don't even appear. Please, oh, I didn't mention your name. Hey. Yeah. But you see, you don't realize that it's something to help you in your weakness. Yeah. Because you may not be able to go and talk to everybody about everything. And you, actually, you are not supposed to. But that one pastor who has drawn a little closer and who says you have been assigned to me, it's a way to help you out of your weakness. Because as the relationship grows, you can share a little more. You can talk a little more. You can trust a little more. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because what is said from the pulpit is from the pulpit. But sometimes you need something closer than that. But instead, you are walking there shaking your shoulders and saying that I'm okay. Hey. Wow. Push your neighbor and say, is it you they are talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And you see, as for weakness, eh, it can be in any area. Some of you, any money that lands in your account. School fees cry, you chop it. 
please. <laughs> I, 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 fathers are here today, so I won't say all. But <laughs> yeah, but some of you, school fees. Meanwhile, if you had said it, we would have told you what to do. Do you know something? Send the, your father the account number so he pays it direct, for example. But you didn't say. So like everybody, they gave you the school fees. Cash. Cash. Before you are aware, you have spent it. Oh, man. I'm ending on point number four. We are talking about, don't worry, next week we'll continue. I told you that this week we've had a few challenges, but next week we're continuing. Number four, we're talking about duality, two in one. And I'm giving you different formats of the two in one. This one, nasty and nice. Nasty and nice. That's why Jesus was talking to the Pharisees when he said in Matthew 23 and 28 that you outwardly appear righteous to men, but inwardly you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. And there are many of us like that. When we come, that is the, that is the root or the source of our behavior in church. The primprono. You know, when I say primpro, as if you there, you cannot talk. As they say in English, you look as if butter will not melt in your mouth. Mm, mm. And that's why we fight that, that, that spirit of diplomacy. We fight it here. That be yourself. Be yourself. If yourself is nasty, let us see the nasty self. We'll be curing it small, small. Yeah. But some, you hide yourself and you come. You have won your Sunday best. And then you arrive, smiling. So we think that you are a nice person. Then when the person comes over to you and say, "Oh, my name is uh, my 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 name is," and then you look at him and say, "When you look at you, when you look at you, and you look at me, why, why, what do you, what do you mean?" Oh, if he had known that you were like that, he wouldn't have come. Yeah, he wouldn't have come in the first place. Nasty and nice. One part of you is so sweet. Hmm. Amen. Young ladies, this one is our call. The brothers are inside, uh, but we there, we are inside more. Our sweet smiles. And they come and say, hello. Pastor, can I give you a cup of water? Pastor, can I get you a cup of tea? Meanwhile, when you remember how your wife has been facing you in the house, okay, don't start that. <laughs> when you ask for a cup of tea, say, look, can't you see that I'm tired? I'm working with the children. Go and serve yourself. The hot water is there. Uh-huh. Then you come to church and this nice young lady comes. Oh, pastor. Hello, pastor. Oh, do you have some water? He doesn't know that inside you, lion self is small. Jatabi, Jatabi is what is walking around. Oh yeah. Recently a certain young man came to me. Said that, oh, I want to get married and I was thinking about sister. I told him, I said, brother, have you said something to commit yourself yet? He said, oh no, I've not committed myself. I'm just, please, I need an usher. Where's Tim's? Hallelujah. Where was I in my story? <laughs> the what? Have you committed yourself? And the brother said, Oh, no, no, no. I wanted to just talk to you, um, you know, before. Then I told the brother, If you were looking this way, look this way. 
stopped and said, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. Because you see, the girl too is my church member. So I couldn't tell him that she's a nasty girl. So I just said, look else. Yeah, that politeness that you see is not real. She's not polite at all. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, is understanding coming? Yeah. The kind of person who will face you. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Amen. Hmm. Are you there? You are very quiet, oh. But you have heard the messages when our father is blasting. And people say, oh, he doesn't like the girls. It's not true. It's what we have. It is what we have seen it before. Hey. Amen. Yeah. Nasty and nice. Beautiful. All the proportions are correct. But your mouth. Your mouth is more than gun. Mm. Push your neighbor and say, is it you? We are curing ourselves of duality. And if you find that any of these things applies to you, you appear mighty, but you're weak. You appear nice, but you're nasty. I want to suggest to you that you begin to talk to the Lord about it. And I want to suggest to you that when your PRG pastor, as we call them, when they call you, allow yourself to be drawn closer. Allow yourself to be drawn so that somebody will help you out of it because you need to come out. And the reason why you need to come out is because it will bring you down eventually. The sad story of Samson is that eventually he went to walk with a lady who was more than him. Mm. Push your neighbor and say, something can you. <laughs> if we take literal translation, something can you. Yeah. And as he went, the woman was bribed to find the source of his strength. And she was, she was up to the task. Before he knew it, he was a prisoner. Yeah, he was a prisoner. He was a, 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 a grinder of corn. Being used like a human horse to grind corn. His end was not good. And if we are two in one, the end is not good. The end is not good. If you're going to say that I'm a believer, I believe in the Lord. Strive to be one person. Strive to be just you as you are. Oh, however you are, that's you. But don't pretend and don't be a hypocrite. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Next week we'll continue. We'll start service a little earlier so that by the time the sun shows its teeth, we are out. But for this afternoon, I want you to bow down your head and pray. Bow down your head and talk to God. If as I was speaking, you could see yourself that some of this applies to me. Spiritual, but canal. I like to pray. But I'm also very fleshly. Talk to God now about it. Talk to him about it right now. In the name of Jesus. Ask him to deliver you. Just talk to the Lord this afternoon. Ask him to have mercy on you. Ask him to wash you in the blood of Jesus. Ask him to forgive you. Ask him to forgive you. Oh Lord, 
Help me to be a genuine person. Maybe normally you are normally a noisy, bubbly person. When you come among your Christian friends, you put on a mask. This afternoon, you want to tell him, Lord, help me to be genuine before you. Help me to be real before you. Help me to be real before you. And this afternoon, as you're standing, maybe you're here, you're always in church, but you've not given your life to Jesus. We need to sort that one out. It's also another type of duality. To be okay in the house of God, but you're not really saved. The Bible says that what we believe in our hearts, we must confess with our mouths in order to be saved. And it also says, Jesus himself told us that he's the way, the truth, and the life. And no one is coming to him except to God, except through him. You're here this afternoon and you need to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. Lift up your right hand wherever you're standing. Lift it up wherever you're standing. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If your hand is lifted right where you are, apart from our parents, if your hand is lifted, just come out and stand here. Just come and stand. Just come and stand and let us pray together. Just stand here. Just stand. Just come. Just come. God bless you. Come quickly. Those of you from the back, come when I saw your hands. Come quickly. time come on to Jesus come on to Jesus give him your life today your heart is beating it's a sign that the Lord is calling you he says it's not it's not done yet you have to come it says they can feel so uncomfortable at this time you're standing in front here or you're in the crowd and you lifted up your hand I want you to pray this prayer after me you want to say Lord Jesus I come to you today as a sinner please wash me in the blood of Jesus cleanse me from my sins please write my name in the book of life Lord Jesus from today from today from today you are my savior and you are my lord i thank you for saving me in jesus name amen father i thank you for each one standing here and each one who lifted their hand to pray this prayer in the congregation i pray that you'll watch your god over each of them keep them lord i pray lord that you will rescue them from the snare of the fowl and from the deadly pestilence. Keep them on the straight and narrow road. And when you do come, or when it is their time, may they rise up to come and be with you. In Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen. We believe that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Philippe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter, at FLIAGSA. God richly bless you. That's what I pray.